Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foote. Welcome into Footnotes. Kevin Foote on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. You can watch a simulcast on Stadium 32.3, 133 on LUS Fiber. The game hotline is 706-0111, 706-0111. Like always, on a Monday, we've got two hours where if you want to give any looking back at a weekend, or looking forward, certainly have plenty of time to get in and give your comments on this, yes, glorious Monday morning. It's glorious on so many fronts. Glorious for Cajun baseball team sweep at Georgia State. Glorious for LSU's baseball team sweep at home. Oh, over the weekend, although it ended Saturday and not Sunday, still a sweep at home against Missouri. Uh, glorious for the softball team. Yeah, they did drop a game, and they didn't have a perfect nine-game road trip, but they had an eight and one, and they won yet another series. Glorious for the Pelicans. What a performance, not just last night, which was incredible, but Again, you you got to remember what this team has come through and the odds they've overcome. And look, they weren't that far from being up three to one right now. And the national media still just doesn't really give them much of a chance. Now, national media isn't always right, so we'll see. And we're going to get a chance to speak on the show tomorrow with Lewis, our old friend Lewis Prejean, who saw him for the first time. When was that Friday? And 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 I'm like I said, I'm surprised for um, I'm surprised that that his feet were on the ground. Glorious for the McNeese Cowboys, also a sweep over the weekend, and uh, they're in first place. And you know LSU is like you know I know things didn't turn out that great early on. LSU is in uh, one game behind second place right now in the SEC West. There's only three teams ahead of them in the whole league, and they're playing one of them this weekend. Cajuns are solidly in third place. Uh, McNeese baseball is in first place. Cajun softball is in first place, and we'll talk more about that over uh, the next coming Days and so it is a lot of things to to be excited about. A lot of you know some ups and downs, and yet it's starting to to level out for these teams, and and things are starting to look up. Also, glorious for the Astros. When you say, how can it be glorious for the Astros? Well, I was very worried about this series just because. Uh, the Blue Jays have a lot of good young hitters. I mean, a lot. The Astros pitched, I thought, overall very well against them. 
And my goal going into this series was to not get swept. And they weren't that far from sweeping the Blue Jays. You know, they really should have won Friday's game. They, that was very frustrating. Very frustrating. Loss. Verlander pitched well and just out of the blue, boom, boom, and he gives up two solo homers and this cat, Espinal. I mean, look, Vladimir Guerrero is a great hitter. Might be the best hitter in baseball. He might be. Um, And he got his fair share of hits. But you knew that going in. They did actually a really good job with Bo Bichette. He didn't do much in the series at all. They had tr- a lot of trouble with Lourdes Goriel. A lot. And uh, But this cat Espinal beat him. Espinal! He wasn't even supposed to be an everyday starter going into the season because Biggio's off to an awful start to the season at the plate. This cat Espinal could not get him out. Well... Most right-handers got whenever they put any left-handers in there and even a couple right-handers got, man, it was just, that was brutal. Got, almost got swept by Espinal. Who 90-something percent of the people in this country, even baseball fans don't even know who Espinal is. Man, that was rough. But no, what a glorious uh, you know, I didn't think they had much of a chance of winning game two because I think Manoa's really good. And yet Bregman hits a homer, gives you a chance to win. They just didn't. They should have won Friday. They should have won yesterday. They made a very bad decision with two outs in the six, keeping Garcia in the game. But um, they got a dramatic I mean, there were so many things that went against them yesterday. Swing and bunt singles and, you know, just all kind of craziness. And yeah, and and with everyone, you're like, they're not going to win this game. They're going to get swept. They're not going to win this game. They're going to get swept. Oh, I mean, bad sign after bad sign after bad sign. And it all gets erased when the rookie shortstop Jeremy Pena gets to the plate and hits a two-run homer to straightaway center field. Wow. So, glorious, glorious for the Astros. Uh, they got a bunch of guys hitting zero and whose batting average start with zero and one. And it was um it was very good to get that win yesterday. Allowed me to have to go to sleep with a smile on my face. A lot of frustration over the weekend, a lot of frustration over the week, but it's always great to, you avoid the sweep. You didn't get swept by the Angels, you didn't play well, but you didn't get swept. You didn't, you know, you had a lot of hiccups against the Blue Jays, but you didn't get swept, and that's all I ask. Just don't get swept. Win at least one game in every series, and when you get hot, you can make some hay. And so, uh, no, that, that that was a good thing. So just a glorious weekend all the way around. We are now down to three days. Three days to the NFL draft. And... Man, it is. I'm trying to not. Um, I'm 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 trying to to not let it just overcome me. I've got 
Hannah's mad at me because we talk so much about the NFL draft and she can't take it. My wife and daughters are mad at me. I'm driving everybody crazy because it's driving me bonkers. Everywhere you look, people are saying quarterback and quarterback, and it's just I, 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 I'm, I've, I've tried to focus on other things. Um, had a lot of work over the weekend, which is good because, um, you know, just having to, you know, follow Cajun baseball and softball and the high school. We had a lot of teams going to the state softball tournament and the baseball playoff, just all the little things work-wise that are happening, which is good because I need as much as I can to concentrate, to not concentrate on all of that frustration. So it is, um just waiting and waiting and waiting and all the negative, you know, just all the just negativity. It's just, it's just too much for me. So hopefully we can, um, these next three days can go swimmingly. It'd be nice if the Astros could win some more games. That would make it even easier on me. They, you know, the Astros haven't really done their part, but they avoided total disaster. Thanks to Jeremy uh, Pena yesterday. He got up 2-0 in the count. Um, Romano came in with a fastball and he crushed it. So that was tremendous, tremendous after just a horrible at bat by Linmas Diaz. I mean, just horrible. You, you you're starting off with a runner on say silly little runner on second, but you got to play the game. I mean, they don't make the rules. They got so, and, and he swings at the first ball that was barely it didn't even reach the plate. Horrible. All right, let's go. Uh, let's take uh, go to the game hotline. Hello. Hey, good morning, Kevin. Good morning, man. It is a good morning. Uh, I feel like it's going to be a pretty good week, man. Uh, I've been watching. I've been watching some of this basketball, watching these Pelicans, and uh, man, I tell you what, they they have impressed me, uh, and I think they've impressed a lot of of the pundits as well. Taking notice. They're not your typical eight seed. And, uh, you know, they had me staying up late last night. Even even last week, you know, I stayed up late to watch the whole game. And, uh, you know, like you, just 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 looking at them play, you know, it's not your typical eight seed. You know, it's not where you typically you're going to have somebody in the, on the eight, on the eight spot that gonna, that's going to have two all-stars that can get their own buckets. Uh, a center of a, a, a valid, legit center, you know, role players. Just you know, they looking like they one of the top seeds in the in in the Western Conference. And, they're they're and doing a lot of good be, thing. Yes, and the, the, like you're saying, they have a legit superstar score because that's the way that Ingram's playing right now. They have a guy who's a you know, he's basically like Chris Paul in his prime, you know, in McCollum. I mean, he, he, can, he can score when you need him to. He can create off the dribble. He can knock down the three. Or he can just be a point guard and, and lead the offense. They've got a defensive specialist, which it still boggles my mind. It's been explained to me, but I still don't understand why colleges and NBA players don't put more stock in recruiting and drafting defensive first players because look at the impact they can make. So they've got that in Jones, and they're playing good defense. They're kind of doing it all right now. Yeah, man, they definitely, and and, and, and the, the right man at the, at the head and Willie Green, 
is leading his young team. And, and, and the crazy thing is, is that they don't even have their, you know, I'm not going to say they're a top player because he wouldn't even be a top player. It looked like he no. would be a role player in Zion Williamson. But, you know, that guy could could give you 15, 20 minutes, you know, uh, would would be nothing but help aside on the side of these other guys. So, man, I'm, you know, the, the – the future is bright for these guys. I, I just wish I could see it all put together this year when, hey, they legitimately have a shot, you know, at, at, at not only, you know, upsetting the Suns, but if you upset the, num- the number one seed, you got to figure your next round opponent is going to be either the four or the five. Right, the you, you, right. you become so, the one number one you know? seed, essentially. Yes, sir. No, it's, it, right, it's, so, it's, it's, it's exciting. No question. So I'm anxious to see how this thing goes. I mean, I thought they should have – they had a good chance of winning that Friday's game, you know, aside from a, a few missed calls and just them not having the answer for Chris Paul. But, you know, without uh, without Devin Booker coming back in this series, man, they, they got their hands full. The Suns, they, they got some questions that, they, frankly, I don't think they have an answer to. Because uh, at this point, you know, like I told some of the guys this morning, that at this point, when you go into game five, it, it's no more game planning, you know. Every you you pretty much seen everything that the other team is gonna do to try to you know stop you. Now it's just up to who who's gonna who's gonna be first to the fifty fifty balls, you know. Who's gonna be giving that extra effort and you know Chris Paul is getting up there in the two, so you know he's gonna be he's gonna be hard to sustain. Yeah, it looks like he can only play. It looks like he can only play really well one out of every two games. So. You know, you're right. I mean, this is not as far-fetched as a lot of the national people are making it sound. I agree. I appreciate the call, sir. Thank you. All right. Have a good one. You too. All right. We'll take a timeout. Continue to try to unpack my mind as we go into this week we've been waiting for for months, it seems like, and really been waiting for for the last month, and we've got three more days to go. I still don't look. This draft's so crazy. I am still usually the number one pick is pretty. That it's pretty evident. I'm not convinced that it is. I don't even know right now. My mock draft where it has is. I don't even know who to really put at number one. That's how crazy this draft is. And I I think we really have no idea what's about to happen. Like we never really know. But I think this year we really never know. Just craziness. Thursday cannot get here fast enough. We'll take a timeout. We'll be back on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Are you fluent in Footlish? Not to worry. We're here to help with the Footlish Dictionary. Old Tucktail. Tucktail. Noun. A former NFL coach who put his tail between his legs and went back to college, where it's easier to win. Also known as Nick Saban. Now, back to the man with his very own language. Kevin Foote and Footnotes. Welcome back. Two footnotes, Kevin Foote on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Want to to remind you, the game hotline, 706-0111, Want to tell you how you can get Festival International Lanyard Passes. 
little different than the Bonton passes we talked about the last few weeks. Uh, simply, what you need to do is text FIL, which stands for Festival International Lanya, FIL to 68683. Text FIL to 68683. You might win Lanyard Passes, which gives you access to air-conditioned restrooms, express beverage lines, which is uh, just outstanding. You want to not sweat as much as the rest of the people will, and you get your drinks quicker. So outstanding. Lanyard Passes, Tech, if you would like to win those, simply text FIL to 68683. Thanks to the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Again, the game hotline is 706-0111, Man, I I complain about this having to do with the Astros quite often. And, and here we are again with the Pels. Now, look, if I have lived and died with the Pels for years, would I stay up to the – to the nitty, of course, you know, like it is with the Saints and the Astros, of course I would, but I'm not, you know, I wouldn't even consider myself, I would not insult people like Lewis by saying I'm a Pelicans fan because I'm not. Uh, I, I want them to win, and I wouldn't mind watching the game. But again, this idea that somehow New Orleans and Houston are like in the Pacific time zone who who came up with this idea? Like why? Why are the, why do Pelicans play the late game every is Phoenix even in the Pacific time zone? Is Phoenix Mountain or, or Pacific? Like, why do they have to play the late game every night? It's ridiculous. Do they not know where New Orleans is? Not that far from Pensacola. It's really far from LA. Uh, it's just ridiculous. They think Houston and New Orleans are in the West. They're not even close to the West. All right, let's go to the game hotline. Talk to Dwight. Hello. 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 Howdy. It's not Dwight, it's Jake. Oh, hey, I'm sorry. Um, hey, I have a uh, quick comment. Um, to the last caller, you had a caller who said that uh, this is not your typical eight-seeded team. He's right, because this team is originally a 10-seeded team who shouldn't even be in this position. So I agree with him on that. Um, that yes, look, yesterday's game, Chris Paul with four points. What's that about? Well, it seems now, like he's uh, an every-other-game thing. You know what I'm saying? So I guess he's old. He's saving his energy for uh, the next two games. But but he's had two bad games and two good games. I guess that's the up and down that old people do. Yeah. Uh, also, excuse the noise in the background. I'm on a train right now. Okay. But, um, yeah. Sorry. No so, problem. Yeah. I, I just you know I know everyone's happy and excited, but come on, you know, uh, for him to sit up there and talk about it's not your original eight seeded team without even admit, without mentioning uh, Devin Booker injury, he's not being honest with himself. You know, we already know how this series would go if Booker was playing. But, hey, he's not playing. And uh, the Pelicans, uh, they, they're, making a, um, they're making it a series. And I, I can't knock that. But let's stop. Let's stop. You know, well, I mean, you could argue a Pelicans that. fan would say, well, we haven't had Zion since day one. 
Yeah, but, but that's, that's a little bit different for the simple fact that you played this season without him. He didn't. It's not like he suited up a game this season. You, you know what I'm saying? Devin Booker played this season. No, uh, look, you, you I, I, I think series, you knew that time wasn't going to play. Like you know, I know people right in the national media talking about, oh, he might suit up this series or whatever. But yeah, they they already no. said that's not going to happen. But you got to admit, Ingram has really played well. I mean, like oh, yeah, he he uh, has played uh, fabulous. Um, yes. Three consecutive games with thirty points. Um, yeah, that, he's he's doing well, and I can't knock that. But uh, hopefully, it ends uh, Thursday. I want to see the Suns close this out, and uh, that's all I had to add. Thank you. All right, thanks, man. We mentioned it last week because the Pelicans won last night. Um, because the Pelicans won last night, man. Thursday, what a huge day in the history of New Orleans professional sports. I mean, again. I think this draft is is very important. Um, it's I, you know it. it I, I think this team is capable of if they have a good weekend draft of doing really big things, and I, I think this is a huge draft for the for the Saints, and obviously a huge opportunity, especially like I don't really think they're going to win Game Five. But the longer this, but if they can win Game Six, even if they lose Game Five, the longer the series goes on, the pressure's not on the Pelicans. The pressure's on the Suns. To me, the pressure's totally on the Suns. You want to talk about Lanya playing with house money, whatever kind of cliche you want to use. Um. The Pelicans, like, you know, to Jay's point, they weren't an eight seed. They were a 10 seed that got the eight seed through the play-in, and they're now playing the role of an eight seed as a 10 seed. And if, and and to James's point before that, if they happen to win this series, they really become the one seed in, in bracket-wise. And so, again, the good thing about it, I get Jay's point. But the good thing about it is they're really um, – they really – or they have a lot of good ingredients. Like I said, they've got a number one scorer who's playing like a superstar. In other series, the number one scorers are not playing like superstars. They've got a good number two who's a ball handler who can score if they need him to do. He can distribute if, it, if they need him to distribute. He's basically like Chris Paul, a younger version of Chris Paul. That's how he's playing right now. He can penetrate. He can shoot the three. He can do, you know, he can score. He can do whatever, you know, all the different things that you would want a, what I would call a shooting guard or a playmaker at the point guard position to do. They've got, they're playing good defense. They've got a couple of lead defenders. They got an inside player to his point. Um, you know, you know who he reminds me of. Have you ever seen the movie um, The Santa Claus? And I forget which one it was. It was the one where they had the idea to make this robot out of Santa Claus because. Uh, Tim Allen needed to go home, fix whatever with his kid, and get married. No, he had to go get married. The one where he had to get married to. 
he looks like the, the robot version of the Santa Claus. That's what that guy reminds me of every time I watch him play. But, no, he's good. He can rebound. He can score. He plays hard. Um, and so they play defense. And the, and the thing about it is the Suns are not exactly like, you know, the Patriots in football in the glory days. I mean, they're not exactly like, you know, a team that's been dominant forever. They 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 had they had a a very special season this year. They lost in the finals last year and they followed it up tremendously, but it's not like I don't know that they're above getting upset. I understand they had they had an historically good regular season. But this is still, uh, you know, it's not like playing this old school, you know, Yankees or some team like that in their glory days. This is the Suns. I don't know that they're above getting upset. Especially, to Jay's point, without their best player. And Booker's really good. I don't, I don't think they're above getting upset like a lot of people think that they are. All right, let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. What's going on, brother Cal? Oh, here's Dwight. How are you, sir? Man, I'm. I don't know. I'm nervous because I don't know what's going what's going to happen with Debo. I'm. I'm just trying to figure what's the problem, man. Okay, I, so have you even heard rumors? Like, what is the deal? Yeah, oh, Something's. Yeah, go- I, uh, what's the deal? I mean, you know, I listen to the radio station out there and all that. The the, the local people call and all that. And they, you know. They're saying out there that he got a problem with his role of how Shanahan uses him. But it's hard to believe that when you ask Shanahan to do a kickoff return at Green Bay and give him the ball to beat Green Bay. So I I, I don't know. Then they're saying it's the front office. It just—it's just, it's not adding up. It's just not adding number, up. But they offered him something, so it sounds like it sounds like uh, the front office, don't you think, Kevin? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, it just sums just not right. It, it just—it just doesn't make sense. And then the latest thing is, he was at some nightclub over the weekend, and they said he was staying, and he and he did the throat slash sign, like, no, that's not true. I'm not staying. So. You know, they're going to have to get a pretty good package for him, you would think. Um, wow. I mean, it, it would be like, you know, I definitely would not be willing to give two first-rounders for him, but if but I would be willing to give one. And, man, you got to wonder if the Chiefs would do that with two first-round picks for sure. The thing about – the thing about – the thing about where I met with the situation – is how the offense looked. Without Debo, our offense didn't look good. So it's like they built the offense around him. And they're saying he didn't like how the 49ers treated Jimmy. He liked the Jimmy. That's another thing. He said he didn't like how they treat Jimmy. Because at the end of the day, he, he said, he said, look at his winning percentage. When he plays, we win. When he don't play, we don't win. So he, so maybe he's just looking at how they. But it's a business, though. But I, I don't know. I don't know, Kevin. I mean, all I know is I. I mean, even if you get two first round, the Niners not. What 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 
player out there can do what he do. Well, there's some some good players in the draft, but they won't be as far advanced as him. Here's what I think needs to happen, because this would make my Monday – it would be one of the more glorious Mondays of all time. If the Saints have a good draft and your little team trades Debo to an AFC team, can we do that? Can we make that happen? Trade him to an AFC team. We can continue this unbelievable exodus of all the good players and everybody going to the AFC. And if the Saints have a good draft – um, this is going to be one fat old happy boy here. Yeah, but I mean, I a lot. We trade them. I would trade them to. I don't want to face them. I, I mean, if just don't trade them to Green Bay. Like yeah, don't trade them to Green Bay. Trade them to the AFC. But Kevin, they, I hear Green Bay, but why Green Bay gonna give him what he want and they didn't give Adams? That that don't go together. Oh, I agree. That's I don't think AFC. it's gonna happen either. I think you need to trade them to the AFC. I'm with you. I think he'll, I think he'll go to the Jets. Oh, I, 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 that would be tremendous, even better. Yeah, yeah, you can go over there and we take the picks. But, but offensively, like if we lose them, your opinion on how we play? No, right? you you're gonna have trouble because you're already gonna have trouble. You're you're playing a rookie who was yeah. a little bit of a reach. I thought y'all gave up way too much for him. So you gotta yeah. play him. I get that. No, I think it helps the Saints, so I'm all for it. I'm being honest with so you. you. Saying, so you're saying so many words you have to pay Trey Lance this year. You don't have a charge. Oh, you have pretty to. Much. Yes, you have to. Yes. Okay. All right, Kevin. All right. Take care. All right. Bye. No, it's it's fascinating. Just continue it. Keep going to the AFC. And y'all keep telling me how the Saints have no chance. Y'all keep telling me. They keep going to the AFC. And y'all keep telling me the Saints have no chance. The only way it's going to mess it up is if these bozos pick a stupid quarterback. Just just stay the course. Just stay the course. It's all falling into place. Stay the course. Have a great draft. And some kind of way, pray you stay reasonably healthy for a change. And then it's on. All right. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back with more on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. It's not uncommon here on Footnotes for Kevin Foote's voice and his blood pressure to rise rapidly during the show. The fat guys like you and me need to be watching mop-up time just like the stars do. Sometimes it rises a little too high. That is stupid. Stupid. Not to worry, we have EMT standing by just in case Foot passes out. Back to more Footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. You can watch us again. Simulcast on Stadium 32.3 and 133 on LUS Fiber. The game hotline 706-0111, 706-0111. If you would like to get in, 
Appreciate Dwight calling and filling us in on that. I, I don't know. The whole Debo Samuel thing doesn't really make much sense to me. But if, but if he ends up in the AFC or even somewhere in the NFC uh, on a team that's not really going to end up being a contender, either one of those scenarios, I guess I would be fine with. Of course, we won't know that ahead of time. And the NFL is a sport where you can make progress in a hurry. Then you have this whole interesting, fascinate, fascin- another fascinating situation with Kadarius Toney, which I guess is a, from the Giants, first-round draft pick, who is um, apparently not made a good first impression on new head football coach Brian Dayball because he didn't show up. He had some issues last year, some flaky kind of stuff, I guess, and then he didn't show up to the quote-unquote voluntary workout. Um, so, I, you know, it's, it's obviously his body of work is nowhere near what Adebo Samuels is, but he has some big playability. I, th- I I still think he has that. And so, you know, obviously you're not getting, a, I don't think you'd get a first-round pick for Tony, but, and so I don't know, I mean, obviously Dayball's not too happy with him. Still would be a little surprising if you would trade a first-rounder this quick when you still have him on a rookie contract, I, I don't really see that happening. But again, just some very, you have all these first-round receivers that so many people are high on. And then you've got a guy like Samuel who might be able to be had. You know, there, there's still all these rumors with DK Metcalf. Now you got Tony who was a first-round pick just a year ago. I mean, it's, man. Just really interesting. And then you've got teams like the Packers and the Chiefs who need receivers and have two first-round picks late. It's just there's so many things that can happen. It's so unpredictable. I mean, this is, I think it's the most fascinating. For, for Again, I don't think the top five picks are great top five picks. I don't, I don't think that this is not a top-heavy draft at all. I'd be very upset. Very upset if for some this would be one of the few ch- times that the Saints were picking in the top five, and this was the crop. But if but 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 once you get past like the top six or seven, man, I think from like ten to two hundred, whoo man, it might be one of the better drafts ten to two hundred ever on paper going in. We'll see how it all turns out. But and in so many just fascinating situations around it. Incredible. All right. Let's go to the game hotline and talk to Craig. Hello. What's happening, man? How you doing? Uh, I'm, uh, I'm all right, man. You, uh, I have a question. Uh, well, actually, I have yeah, a few questions for you. Okay. Uh, the first question I want to ask you is, did Bobby Scott just call and request that intro song, Ricky <laughs> Don't Lose That Number? That's my first question. <laughs> I tried to tell him Bobby Scott probably liked that song. Not everybody agreed. <laughs> that was kind of a rhetorical, but uh, so I, I thought, you know, there's so many mock drafts out there. Uh, one, I, I think you would probably not be opposed to it because it's not a quarterback. One mock draft I saw, I think, on Yahoo Sports said uh, 
it, it's a little app that I have, Sportacular, I'll call it. But uh, they had Jordan Davis' defensive line at 16 and then Traylon Burks at 19. I don't know if you'd be able it, to it, it, it's it. Well, it, it, again, it, I, I think Jordan Davis is one of the – Guys, and again, we don't know. We're just guessing, but I think he's one of the ones that I think it would not surprise me at all if they have him ranked like top ten kind of guy grade. And so, if some of these bozos pick quarterback like the Falcons or the Ornals or say both of them and or Seattle, one of these guys that a lot of people have him picking quarterback, and, and he drops, it would not surprise me if that would trump need. You know, the Saints, their their MO is their their board, how they rank their board, trumps need pretty often. And, and especially if it's alignment on either side. So I could see that happening. I'm with you. I could see it happening. Well yeah, on that same uh mock draft from Yahoo Sports, I did see the Arnolds drafting uh, Malik Willis, which is insanely high at six. And did did was Bobby Scott picked by that by that point or no? On that one, no, no, they actually have him the number one quarterback going before Bobby Scott. You gotta admit, <laughs> you gotta admit. Anytime someone says Bobby Scott, doesn't he just make you want to laugh? I just think it's the funniest <laughs> thing Jules has ever said. Cat Bobby Scott. That's amazing, man. Uh, <laughs> I, I actually pulled up his stat. Me and my buddy at work listen to you all the time. I actually pulled up the stats for his career in New Orleans. It was, it was. It was hilarious. But uh, a quick question before I let you go. Uh, do you think the Saints have a good shot at getting Jarvis Landry? I know a lot of people say they don't need him because Michael Thomas is another possession receiver. But why not have two possession receivers and then go draft a speedster in the draft that could take the top off? I, 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 don't, I don't think – I don't think they have a good shot of signing him, but I don't think it's because they don't need him. I just think they're not going to be wanting to give him the money that he's going to want. I think it's going to be a purely a money deal. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't think he's going to come here. No, to answer your question, but I don't really think it's going to be because they don't need him. If they didn't think he fit in, I don't even think they'd bother get you know visiting with him. So hey, I, well, I think one, it's going to be financial. One last comment is. Baker Mayfield is just not signed by any team. Yes. Just throwing that true. out there. Okay. Your favorite number one pick of yeah. all time. Yeah. Baker. A short quarterback. <laughs> short, fat that quarterback. Reads, that, that, that reads half the field. Roll out and throw. One read quarterback just like two Unbelievable. I agree. Thank you for the call. <laughs> all right. Bye-bye. All right. Let's go back. And, man, I didn't think we were going to get this. Is This is special. Uh, is this really Manny? Hello? Hello? Hey, Hello? there's the my man. Okay, Kevin, listen, man, I, 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 I don't know how much time we have, but the first thing I have to say, doesn't have anything to do with the draft. <laughs> Kevin, how, what do you have to do to get fired or replaced or removed as a MLB umpire? You have to kill somebody on the field? <laughs> or, I mean, Angel... How many oh, he's years bad. can they allow Angel Hernandez he's bad. to absolutely destroy baseball games? Listen, I put it on for just a little while. I just happened to be flipping, and Nola was pitching. Okay, so oh, you know, let me let me watch. Oh boy, Nola, me throwing well. The other guy was good. 
Evan, I'll watch two innings. And he missed at least 10 pitches. He had everybody on both sides ready to kill him. He's terrible. I don't get it. This has been going on forever. Yes. I mean, forever. I just can't understand how he can it's incredible. No, you're right. I, you know, you know, it's the old ten. You're a teacher. You know what ten years like? Oh yes, I, I, I do. But listen, man, this is like now. It's 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 worse because I mean, hey, with that K zone, I mean, wow, it's just phenomenal. Oh, it's, he, you know, he's awful. Did, yes, when he first started doing. I guess twenty twenty five years ago, you didn't realize how bad he was, but now. Oh, wow. Awful. He's he bad. And listen, it, 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 somebody's going to wind up. I'm afraid somebody's going to hit him or something. They were, they were, everybody was so mad yesterday. They were throwing. And he pretty much, most of them probably would have ejected two or three people. But, you know, when they just slammed the bat down, that's almost automatic. But Swalbert had to cut a flip before he finally threw <laughs> him out. You know. uh, anyway, okay, I'm going to go quick, my so, Kevin, let me just tell you, very liberating just to get away from the phone and the mock draft. But anyway, I get get back home. My brother, okay, you know, he's he's one of these guys that thinks he knows, but he really doesn't know. This is what he texts me. Well, what do you think State's going to do? I said, I don't know, man. Just as long as it's not a quarterback. Oh, what you mean? I said, what do you mean? Well, he says, you know, they – they're probably going to draft the quarterback. They need one. <laughs> Why? Look, yesterday, Manny, 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 yesterday, I, I'm, Manny, I'm at church. I'm taking up the offering. The guy I take up the offering with. We get there to put the money in. He says, man, the Saints need to pick a quarterback. Oh, Kevin. I mean, it's everywhere. I said, are you kidding me? It's everywhere. Everywhere. It, I said, no, they don't. Well, yeah, they got to get one. Listen. They have to get one sooner or later. I said, let's make it later. <laughs> Lay, way later. Later. Maybe I'm <coughs> dead. I don't know when. I don't care. But not now. Yes. Oh, it's, it, you can't. It, no, they, they, they kill him. They ki- they're killing they me, Manny. soon enough and get past it. Yes. If it not happen, it's going to be the best Friday, in, maybe in the history of Friday. Yes. If they pick two picks. And neither one's a quarterback. Okay, Thanks, Manny. All right. <laughs> we'll take a break. We'll be back. Finish out the first hour next on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Time to open up the vault for the games this day in sports history. April 25th, 1993. New Orleans Saints linebacker Pat Swilling is traded by the Saints to the Detroit Lions for their first and fourth round picks in the draft. The Saints select William Rofe with the eighth overall pick. That was this day in sports history. We now return to the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome 
Back to footnotes. Want to remind you, if you would like to win a $50 gift certificate to Richard Seafood Patio in Abbeville, where you could get great ball shrimp, boiled crabs, fried, grilled seafood, burgers, steaks, po'boys, and yes, a seafood buffet. All you need to do is go to the website, sign up for the game reward, the game clubhouse, and you might win a $50 gift certificate to Richard Seafood Patio. Again, by going to 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com today. All right. On a little bit of a somber note, many of you may not know this guy, but many of us do. Today, I've been reminded this morning, is eight days since the death of the friend of many of us we call Big Day, Big Day Thibodeau, died eight years ago today. And it's amazing that it's been that long, still certainly have so many great memories on and off the air with Big Dave. And right now, he 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 would be telling me, would you calm down? You're cracking up. That's what he would be telling me. Foot, you cracking up. You need to calm down. You're going to have a heart attack with the draft. That's exactly what he would be telling me. Miss him all the time. But he would, he would he'd be, he'd be having so much fun with the NBA playoffs and with me cracking up over the NFL draft coming up and, I would hope that Big Day, I think he was too wise to, to say that the Saints need to pick a quarterback, but it's a shame. Miss him for sure. All right, that'll do it for the first hour. Another hour to follow on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foote. Welcome into Footnotes. Kevin Foote on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Again, you can watch a simulcast on Stadium 32.3 and 133 on LUS Fiber. The game hotline is 706-0111, 706-0111 if you would like to get in. Again, it is um, just a, cra- a lot going on this weekend, like a lot going on. We, we talked about it in the first hour. Uh, Cajun baseball gets a sweep. LSU baseball gets a sweep. Cajun softball did lose a game, but but won an, yet another series. I believe that's 71 in a row now. Um, and McNeese softball sweeps. They're now in first place. Cajuns, I mean, uh, the Astros avoid the sweep which was great. That was the goal of the weekend. Just don't get swept. And they did it in dramatic fashion with the rookie getting it done. And then obviously the Pelicans, I mean, you know, in the big picture, because it's the postseason, the biggest of them all. And uh, incredible double-digit victory last night. Um, Again, I don't think it's that far-fetched that they could uh, do a whole lot more than what a lot of the national people are saying for sure. And then, of course, we are down to three. Down to three. 
days to waiting to the NFL draft. And the quarterback stuff just keeps coming. Uh, I, I just... All right, I, I, I'll tell you another quarterback question that got asked me recently, and I'll, I'll give you the answer to the question on the air. But first, let's go to the game hotline. Hello. Good morning, Kevin. How are you? Oh, I'm trying. Hanging in there, sir. How are you? Good. Listen, I appreciate you telling the story about Big Dave. If I can share you a, a real brief one. Go ahead, sir. Uh, I think you'll enjoy it. On a Friday night, I was listening to Karen Crow playing Cecilia, and uh, Kevin Falk was playing. And wow. Big Dave and uh, Mike Bernard were calling the game, and Big Dave was saying, uh, okay, Karen Crow's ball, first and ten, hand off to Falk, nine yards. Per- and then second down, it says, Kevin Falk, off the left side, first down. And they play the, the second series. First down, 15 yards. Karen Crow's falking them up, left and right. He is, uh, you know, he was something, no question. He certainly had a unique way with words, and uh, he brought, he made it, he made it fun. You know, for high school, the coverage of high school sports, but just the way that he looked at all the sports. And no, I, a lot of people miss him a lot, no question. You're right. And the kindness he had for young people, that was a, yes. a real plus. I agree. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you. Absolutely. Bye. Thank you. Um, no, I mean, again, we start telling the stories. It could. That we again, we've had others that he, all the th- gr- funny things he said on the air, but also, um, you know, just stories of going places with him and things like that. It, he he was uh, he was a treasure, and, and 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 he would be very happy for the Pelicans. I mean, and uh, he I, he'd be pulling for him for sure. All right, let's go back to the game hotline. Hello, hey Fleet Martin, how you doing? Pretty good, sir. Hey, when you were mentioning uh, why it's a glorious Monday, you forgot to mention uh, Yankees fans are back to being Yankees fans again by uh, that little episode they threw by throwing trash on the field this weekend, buddy. Oh, what what, what what's wrong with them? I, I I have no idea, but like I told five names, uh, they 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 quickly reminded me why I'm so glad to be a Red Sox fan, but uh. Man, they sure are salty. But one of these days, they're going to come to the realization that they're not going to win a World Series with Aaron Boone as their manager and, and having Aaron Judge and uh, Stanton on their roster is not going to help them easy. You know what I mean? But that's just classless, man. I don't see how people can even support a team like that. But uh, also, I wanted to kind of mention um, Miguel Cabrera, man. I always did like him, uh, how he approached the game and everything. You know, we live in a in a, in the days with you know uh, athletes with with big egos and everything, this man's always going underneath the radar. And he finally got his three thousand hit this weekend. And uh, I just wanted to kind of mention that because I've always been a fan of his game. But but yeah, man, it, it's a glorious Monday because Yankees fans are being Yankees fans once again, buddy. <laughs> All right, thanks for the call. Yeah, that was ugly with our boy, old Astro, uh, ex-Astro, Miles Straw, on a climbing the fence and all that. Not not pretty, but he mentioned Cabrera, and there's no question. He's one of the greatest right-handed hitters of of, of this generation and, and of all time. I mean, you know, he is 
uh, had a really special career. He he's he's also been a really good for the game. You know, he's not as openly. He's never played in like the big media market, so he's not like you know the real big guy, like a personality wise, like a big poppy. But he seems he's always seemed like such a good guy, and you know, in this era, the way that things are. Um, the way things are going, um, the way the game is being played, I think it's going to be a long time before we get another 3,000-hit guy. And so he is um, he's definitely a treasure, so I'm glad, I'm glad you mentioned him. Let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Yeah, I was getting ready to talk about, um, you know, no one's talked about uh, Miguel Cabrera, 3,000 hits. Um, and it's crazy, man, when you look at that uh, 03 rookie class, uh, well, at least the rookies who received votes, he's the only one who's still playing, if I'm not mistaken. I know Jose Reyes, uh, Dontrell Willis, uh, and some other players, but he's the only one who's still back, who's still active. And um, I think this might be it for him this year. You just, uh, but at the same time, though, man, it's nice to see. Like, And I agree with you. I don't think we're going to see it anytime soon. I don't know who's, who's next. Like, who's the next active player with the most hits out there? I don't know. But uh, just him winning a triple crown, right? I think he's the only one on that list with 500 home runs, um, 3,000 hits, and over 300 batting average. He's the only one with a triple crown. So, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad the last caller mentioned it. I was getting ready. To, that's why I called to talk about it. But uh, yeah, congratulations, uh, Cabrera. Uh, Absolutely, great hitter. Yes. All right. Thanks. Thank really, I mean, he he's just you know he's just one of these guys. So highly respected. You know, and we argue, oh, Hall of Famer, not Hall of Famer. I don't, I don't hear too many people arguing about him. I mean, and I'm certainly not going to. So no, it's um, that was a, a a special, a special deal for sure. And I know that sometimes, you know, I'm so team oriented that sometimes I I don't maybe appreciate like a lot of y'all when individual things like that happen, but this is a career thing. It's not like, you know, some guy who just did something real big in one game or one season. Um, while I'm a team guy, I'm also, especially in baseball, a huge Hall of Fame guy. So, no, I totally appreciate um, what he did in his career and, and how he's handled himself. And so, uh, yes, congratulations to him. Um, no, no question. All right, so – Getting back to that quarterback situation, someone asked me, in what scenario would you just not, I don't remember exactly the word, the way it was phrased, but essentially it was, in what scenario would the Saints pick a quarterback and you just wouldn't just totally die? Like it it would just totally crush you. And so I had to think really hard to answer that question. Because you know me, I, I've been anti-picking quarterback. I, I'm still mad they wasted a third-round pick for that Bozo, which is named Grayson. That was a wasted pick. Um, we've been arguing. This isn't a one-time thing. Those who we've been, I've been arguing about this for um, probably almost a decade now. They, they tried to get rid of Drew Brees for oh, I got to draft a quarterback. Why? Why? Why you got to draft a quarterback? No, you don't have to draft a quarterback. Is the answer to that question? But to answer the, the question that was asked me, it, 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 here's the I had to think long and hard. I think this is the one scenario where I would be I would be really demoralized. I would be really upset that they did that. 
but that it might not kill the team if they drafted a quarterback in this scenario. If I'm right, because I have this hunch that whether it's the, I think it's the Lions, but it could be someone else, trades up and with the Saints, either for 16 or 19 to get the quarterback, the Saints acquire a second-round pick. Like if they trade with the Lions, they would get like the Lions' first-round pick and maybe get that second pick, which is really high in the second round. And therefore, the Saints would have two first-rounders, just one a lot later than than now, and two second-rounders, and they would use one of the, like, like that, if you pick a quarterback, you probably would want to pick him in the first round so you get the fifth year. So you would pick, like, at 32, say, under that scenario, trade with the Lions, pick whichever quarterback that, you know, they would like <clears throat> at that point. I don't know if Bobby Scott would still be there if they really like Bobby Scott that much or not, and pick him at 32 and then still address, you know, wide receiver, offensive tackle, safety, whatever they want at with the early second-round pick and the later second-round pick. Under that scenario, I don't think – I think that the team could still be trying to win and build for the future at the same time, even though I think it's silliness. But – um it would it would make it not so upsetting to watch him on the sideline doing nothing to help the team for two years. It it would make it not so upsetting. That's the only scenario where I could say, okay, I don't want this. I think it's silly. I think it's stupid. But at least you could still help the team win now. That's the only way I can see doing it. So if they if they are really gonna do this which I don't believe they're stupid, so stupid as to do this. I really don't. But everyone keeps telling me, again, I'm having to fight it off. It's like I'm Billy Blazowski here, just having to fight this stuff off constantly. Um, If there's any truth to any of this quarterback stuff, that's the only scenario where I don't think it'll destroy the team. Just totally halt progress totally laugh at this great opportunity being in the AFC in 2022. They just no way they're that stupid. They 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 have to they have to know the opportunity that's in front of them. They have to. I just I just can't believe they're as stupid as all these people keep telling me they are. But that's why there's been so much angst over this. And we got three more days until at least we know the first round. It's not completely over on Thursday, but at least the first round part of it is over on Thursday. And we'll just kind of see how it goes from here on out. All right. Uh, Astros begin a, uh, what, a four-game series. Because we determined that the Astros play game four their series against the Rangers Thursday afternoon. Hopefully... Um, that they can get a win and it not go like 15 innings. I, I need less stress as I possibly can get. And by the way, speaking of the Astros and the Rangers, if you would like to go to an Astros Ranger game on May the 21st, simply need to register for the game clubhouse, 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. You could get four tickets, a ballpark tour, hotel accommodations that Saturday, uh, all of this great Astro weekend getaway Package powered by Butcher Air Conditioning, La Meridian, Houston, downtown, and the game. Hannah got to experience Minute Maid Park over the weekend. I love it. I think it's a great park, and so it is a nice package there. If you would like to do that, uh, go register for the game clubhouse 
today. All right, we will take a timeout. Come back. Continue to try to figure everything out and relish this glorious Monday after so much good news over the weekend sports-wise here locally and regionally. We'll do that next on The Game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake. How much does foot despise the San Francisco 49ers? Well, you be the judge. I love turning 50 because I was no longer a 49. Back to footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Again, the game hotline, 706-0111, 706-0111. We've had, man, we've covered a lot of ground today. We talked some more NFL draft. We talked about the Pelicans, argued about that a little bit, which is good. I even got a little Major League Baseball in, talked about commit. Miguel Cabrera and mentioned um, kind of in passing, haven't really gotten too much into it about uh, everything that happened with SEC baseball, Sunbelt baseball, Sunbelt softball. You know, LSU, I mentioned last week, I know LSU has not been as consistent as a lot of LSU fans would want, but that's kind of the way the SEC is this week. And the other thing that's um, I've mentioned a couple times, and it's becoming increasingly evident, obviously Tennessee is really good. They're 17-1, and one and they, they're having a fabulous season. On paper, Arkansas is the second-best team in the SEC, but Arkansas is really looking more like a home team. Like, when they don't play at home, they're very beatable. Now, I'm not talking about very beatable like a bad team, but for a quote-unquote elite SEC program, they're very beatable. You know, they lost two out of three on the road this weekend. They lost two out of three the the last time they were on the road. So while they're really good, I'm not saying Arkansas is not good. I'm saying I think they're one of those teams that playing them on the road is a very different animal than playing them, you know, at Arkansas. And so they're 12 and 6. I mean, it's not, they have six losses. It's not like they're this dominant program. And so, and Georgia has a really good record. They're 11 and 7, but like they were talking about earlier on, on RP3 and company, like they have the worst ERA in the, in the SEC. So they're beatable. My point is, while LSU's been wildly inconsistent at times, they're not that far out of being the, – the, it's not – it doesn't take much of an imagination to say they're going to go to the SEC tournament with the second-best record in the SEC. I mean, it's not that far-fetched at all. Fact. I think it's pretty possible. So – or at least third. And so we'll see. now if they Because if, if they win this series with Georgia, they're going to be right there. We'll see what Auburn does. But, no, uh, Cajun baseball – when they lost some games early on, especially when they got swept 
in the conference opener against Troy, some people started to get upset. And, and I remember I wrote a column, and we talked about it on the air, that they're doing too many fundamental things well. I still thought at that time that this would be a good defensive team, and, and, and it is. Uh, I still thought that they, they just were too strong at catcher and shortstop and center field up the middle, the old baseball cliche of being strong up the middle. Now, they still have some questions here or there at second, but all you got to do is play your defensive guy at second. You got enough hitting everywhere else, in my opinion. Um, and, I, and I you know, and then the starting pitching has turned out to be way better than I thought it was going to be. You know, at the beginning of the year, all the talk was this was going to be, you know, if you a lot of starting, you were going to, they were going to get a lot of starts on the weekend of four and five and six innings. They've gotten way more starts of more than six innings than I ever imagined they'd get this year. Last year's bullpen became this year's starting pitchers. Unbelievable. Like, how often does that happen? Not very often. So, Cajun baseball Solidly in third, well, I say solid, in sole possession of third place. Coastal Carolina is just like basically right behind them. But remember, three of the last four conference series are against three of the bottom four teams in the league. They just have to take advantage of that. And then the other one is a is a road trip to the first place team in the league in Texas State. So if they can go 8-1, and 9-0, and Against the likes of UTA, who is um, you know does not have a good record, they're four and fourteen in the league. Against the likes of uh, App State, four and thirteen in the league, and Little Rock, who's six and eleven. These are not really good teams, and they've been struggling. And a lot of times, <clears throat> you play a struggling team further on down the road, like Coach um, Robe used to say many years ago. Once you get into May, some are ready to barbecue on the beach and some are ready to play baseball. So you would think that some of these teams like UTA and App and Little Rock, uh, maybe pretty soon they're going to be ready to barbecue on the beach and the Cajuns are going to be ready to play some baseball and, uh, and, and, and get to postseason play. So if they can make some hay against those teams and then just go to – you know, Texas State and win one or two games. I mean, I guess it's possible they could sweep, but I don't know that anybody really expects that. And you just, if you can go, you know, sweep all these other series, which is easier said than done, I get. But if you do, and then you play um, or go eight and one in those nine, and then just even win one or two in San Marcos, you should be in great shape at the end of this deal. And so we'll see how it all plays out. But the point is, man, the the fortunes, you know, and we mentioned McNeese as well. There have been at times where McNeese had some ups and downs, just like the Cajuns and LSU early on. But that's why the old cliche baseball is a um, is not a sprint. It's a marathon. We're, we're really seeing – evidence of that even in the college game like it's really a marathon in the major league because you play 162 but even the college game where you only play you know 56 or somewhere around 56 games uh in the regular season it's still more of a marathon than a sprint 
And so, you know, all three of the teams that we talked the most about, Cajuns, Tigers, uh, and the Cowboys, are, are, are really showing that, illustrating that with the way this baseball season is going. So um, certainly something to, to keep in mind on. Now, you know me. I look at baseball very differently than most people do. And I'm a, it, I would have to admit, it makes me a little uncomfortable for the Cajuns <clears throat> that they got so many hits at Georgia State. But again, that's an offensive ballpark, and they don't have a midweek game. So that makes me feel a little better about it. They're going to App. I think a lot of people thought the Cajun softball team was going to go to App and sweep. Uh, App softball is a little better than App baseball. It's still kind of a um, kind of a long road trip, and so I guess you never really know how that's going to play out. And for the softball team, it came on the back end of a really long road trip. You know where they were on. You know they had a you know, they. They went to Mobile for three, and to be fair, they came back. But still, it's a nine-game road trip, a nine-game road stretch, and you know, and they, you know, in a lot of different states and a lot of traveling, and they were able to, um, yeah, they had one hiccup, but they were able to win all but one of the games, and and now they're in first place. Now with softball, just to let you know, we still didn't get. We tried last week to get. The fundamentals of math change. Like we math, I mean, I, I just it just amazes me for someone who doesn't have a mathematical mind. How in the world can I play five more games in this team and have five more wins or four more wins and only one more loss and they got a higher winning percentage than me? That, that then we need to change that. I tried to get a change last week, but they didn't let me change it. Um, if South Alabama. Right now, the Cajuns are 17 and 4 in softball. South Alabama's 12 and 4. They have five more wins than South Alabama. But if the Cajuns lose one more game and South Alabama wins out, they're, they're, they're going to be percentage points ahead of, of the Cajuns. It's craziness. They won't, I tried to get it changed, but they won't, they won't let me change it. Math is math. It is what it is. So um the pressure stays on the Cajuns. They 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 can only lose a game and still win the league if South Al loses a game. Now, if South Al loses one more, then the Cajuns could actually lose could actually lose two more, and they would still do it. So, uh, you know, we'll see how that how that plays out. But but just to throw that out there, the it, things are looking great for the Cajuns right now. No question in softball. But in terms of winning the regular season, which I think would get them in, I, I I just think if they win the regular season, even if they don't win the conference tournament, I would be surprised if they didn't get an at-large bid. Um, but to win that, their percentage points wise, they're going to need to to win out unless South Alabama loses another game, which we'll wait and see. And you know they do they do finish with three games at Troy, and I know Troy the Cadence just completely dominated Troy, but. Not everybody else has dominated Troy because Troy's 13-8 and eight in the league. So just because the Cajuns dominated them, it kind of gives you this impression that they're not very good. At least I'm sure, you know, some, you know, it's kind of like Cajun fans who saw Malik Willis do terrible against the Cajuns, and he looked awful. Just because he did awful against the Cajuns, it's a team game, doesn't mean he has zero ability. 
And so, but sometimes it's hard to get that out of your mind when you saw it with your own eyes. And so, uh, you know, Troy might have a better chance of beating South Alabama than than a lot of us are given credit for. And it's the last game of the season. It's a rivalry, and it's in Troy. So, wait and see if they need a win. Maybe it's not as far fetched as some Cajun fans are thinking. So that gives us a good update on all the college baseball, softball going on in our region. Uh, in addition, to, as we count down and Man, tomorrow it's going to be two days. You remember it was like 30, and then we were in the 20s, and it was like, how are we Are we ever going to get there? We're down to three days. Tomorrow it's going to be two days to the draft. And Hannah's thinking, is it ever going to get here? Is it ever going to get here? My, my, my daughter Riley keeps telling me, man, I hope y'all draft two quarterbacks. That's how nice they are to me. They say, I hope they draft two quarterbacks and a kicker and a punter. I said, I'd I'd rather draft a kicker than a quarterback. It would help the team more. If Lutz is hurt, Lutz better be back. Man, he better be back. But, that yeah, that's how nice my family is to me. They're hoping that the Saints draft two quarterbacks because I'm driving them crazy as in anticipation of the NFL draft. Oh, three more days. All right. We'll take a timeout, come back, continue to look back on this weekend and look forward at the same time. On the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Why doesn't Kevin Foote talk more basketball? Because it's in the best interest for his health not to discuss basketball. I had to give up basketball to save my life. I cannot take basketball. It's way too subjective. More footnotes coming up on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. I want to remind you about 35th anniversary, anniversary, 35th annual, I should say, Etouffee Festival. Scheduled for Arneville, April 29th through Sunday, May 1st. That's coming up. That's this weekend. The festival includes carnival rides. You know the gig. You know what fun in South Louisiana Festival is all about. Carnival rides, food, bingo, musical entertainment, including Jamie Bejeron and the Kicking Cajuns, Chubby Carrier, and the Bayou Swamp Band, and Clay Cormier and the Highway Boys, just to name a few. In addition to all the music and rides, there's going to be a Mayor's Cook-Off Contest on Saturday an Etouffee 5K and a car show on Sunday. For more information, visit ornavillecatholic.org slash Etouffee hyphen festival. Wow, I'll say that again. ornavillecatholic.org slash Etouffee dash festival. All right, let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Kevin. Yes, sir. Yeah, your family hates you, or what? I, I'm, 
I thought, man, I thought you were beloved father. Oh, they, it's a, it's a, you know, when we play games, like we're a big board game family. Their whole goal is that I don't win. It's like, why? Why? Let's just play the game. No, their whole goal is I don't win. They have against you. I mean, man, I always knew you to be a great family, man. Yes. I agree. I'm shocked that they say two quarterbacks. They must want you in the hospital or something. Well, they, you they see what not, Riley is. I'm not interested in your well-being. I agree. But here, here's the deal with Riley. Riley doesn't like football. She's an Astro fan. She only cares about baseball. So every time I talk right. about football, it makes her mad. <laughs> man, Kevin, that's rough, man. <laughs> yes. Okay, listen, I got a, I got a good uh, uh, draft scenario I just came up I've been looking I got the Panthers picking Bobby Scott with number six how about this and the Falcons picking Malik Willis at number eight Kevin they solidifying our position to win the NFC South for the next decade and if Debo gets traded to the AFC and those two things happen, and the Saints do what they're supposed to do. I can't dance. I got no rhythm, but I'll be dancing Monday morning. I hear you. Hey, okay, you can't get us a gig, uh, Raymond, with that uh, on a VOA to say we can't get a gig being judges. Man, boy, that would be something. <laughs> I think Raymond knows Dave, some people. Quick Big Dave story. I was in the booth you know, upstairs one night at St. Martinville. You know, it's one of the times I was, it happened to be upstairs, and I, I forget who, you know, what year it was, but we were playing St. Martinville, and, and Big Dave and Bandit were doing the game right next to us. You know, we had that glass yeah. uh, thing. So we kicked off the second half, and we, we, were, we were hanging in St. Martinville. Where, you know, it was, a, it was a pretty close game. We might have been down by a score or so. We kicked off, and they fumbled the kickoff, and I mean, it's a mad scramble. And, uh, you know, we I'm up there trying to see, and all of a sudden, somebody from St. Martinville is running down, running down the field, uh, 20 yards behind everybody, running for a touchdown. They had scooped, they had picked up the fumble out of the you know, yeah. one of those out of power where nobody sees it. And, boy, I just put my head down, Big Dave. And when I looked up, Big Dave was just looking at me. With his hands out, shaking his head, <laughs> <laughs> like, boy, coach, I can feel you pain. Yes. <laughs> well, he was, he, and listen, so many good nights of listening to him and Bandit. He, he, boy, he, he they, they would give each other some heck, man. He, he would tell Bandit if Bandit was con- criticizing the play call. Terry Martin, I remember was, you know, Terry was calling plays at Brobridge at the time, and, and he says. Jerry Martin's right there in the next room. You want to go over there and tell him what players you want him to call? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it, they, would just, they would give each other the hell, man, but, boy, they loved each other. And it, it was such a – it was an unbelievable call uh, when, when they were on the radio. All right, Kevin, listen, they, tell your family, man, they got to love you. They I agree. You this week. They cannot put any extra stress on you. I agree. Okay, I'll talk to you all tomorrow. I, 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 thank you. I need some tatan. I don't need wishing for quarterbacks. I try to tell them that. They don't get it. They just don't get how important it is. The other problem is, you see, Cassie, 
Bronco fan, middle daughter, and Michelle, Bronco fan, they're not really, they don't really pay attention to college football at all. And so, and, and they're not, so they're not really invested in the draft. So they don't get how important and how awesome the draft is. So I got one that's a baseball fan that doesn't care anything about football and gets mad when I talk about football. And then I got others that don't care about the draft at all, so it's nothing to them. They just think it's fun in games. They don't realize how serious it is. It's serious, like this draft stuff. This is very important, and it's very important for their Broncos, and they don't get that either. Because I, I actually looked it up. I, I didn't think the Broncos had many picks, and I looked it up. The Broncos have more picks than the Saints. They got nine picks. Now, I don't know if they're going to use all nine of them. Um, so they don't think it's important, but it's very important for the Broncos, not just for the Saints. So we'll see. It is um, – look, there she goes. She said, man, I really hope you pick a quarterback, a kicker, and a punter. Now, that's sad. Isn't that sad? For your daughter to want your dad to experience that much heartache, that's pitiful. Of course, I, you know, my, if I was going to be bitter, which I'm not, which if I was going to be bitter and vindictive, I would say, well, I hope you're whatever, because she's an Astro fan, but I can't hope that because I, that's the Astros, my team. So I can't hope anything. I just have to take them being bitter and vindictive, and I have to take it like um, turn the other cheek. That's just the way it is. And hope they don't get their way so I can get the last laugh. That's all I can do. <laughs> all right, the game hotline is 706-0111. On this Monday, three days from the NFL draft, and the Astros open a, a four-game series, as we said earlier, with the Rangers. And I got to tell you, I um, I'm worried. Uh, just because, you know, how I look, the Rangers got shut out yesterday. Never, ever, ever want to play a team who just got shut out. Not good. Not not good timing. So who did that? The Mariners. We did. Why did you shut them <laughs> out? I don't care. Like, win, fine. <laughs> but why you got to shut them out? I mean, I had to make up, though, uh, Saturday night since – I went to your went to your team. They lost, and then I got back to my hotel. I'm like, "Oh, it's my team to win." And then they won thirteen to seven. Man. So no, <laughs> I I um, you know, I don't mind if you beat them like you know twelve to ten or something, but to shut them out, that's not good. Especially a team that can really hit. The Rangers can hit. They just can't pitch right now. And uh, they always played Astros tough. And I just, oh man, I'm. Uh, I don't know if the Astros are hitting yet, but hopefully playing the Rangers will get them hitting. We'll Maybe. see. We'll see how. I mean, they had some quality at bats. I think when on Saturday at least they weren't they weren't hitting the way they wanted. They were hitting really well. It's just the defense for the offense for um. Sorry for the Blue Jays, which is really good. No, no, the Blue Jays are really good. I mean, yeah. I, I don't. They got a lot of good hitters, and and truthfully, the Astros pitched pretty well. Them, they didn't. You know, they had they scored a lot of runs yesterday, but but in the first couple games, it wasn't like they scored a ton of runs. They just Astros can't get nobody can get a hit. 
you know, they. I understand why Alpedo Grande didn't play left field, but he needs to play him in left field soon just because to get him going offensively. Um, when he plays left field, for whatever reason, he hits better. And, and he did terrible over the weekend, but it's early. I was even surprised even, like, they just couldn't get – Anything on? If they got anything on base, they're leaving them on base because they weren't getting anything in. Oh. Because they're, they said their catching was just on point. We were like, oh, it's gone. It's like, oh nope, just kidding. That guy's got it. <laughs> and then, and then Yuli got two doubles, and of course, Icky stranded in both times. And then they get a leadoff hitter late, and I'm like, uh oh, he's gonna hit into a double play. Just don't. Uh, and of course, right there, five, four, three, double play, Icky. So baseball can be so frustrating. Okay, you can always tell me what this means. What does SF8 mean? Sacrifice fly to center field. It means they hit the ball to center field and they got a sack fly to, to come Okay. In. Yeah. Because there was some, like, Kenneth's like, what does this mean? And I was like, well, I know what that means. Because like, cause he was like, what are the numbers? I was like, I, I pointed at H to him. He was like, really? I said, yes, what it is. He goes, I'm not sure I believe you. He looked it up <laughs> and he's like, Dang, you're right. I said, see, I'm learning something. Yep. <laughs> I said, I don't know what everything means, learning, but I'm learning something. Yes. <laughs> Got to pick up what you can along the way. No no, no question there. So, no, look, I'm just so happy they didn't get swept, and especially the way they did it with um with the rookie, uh, Jeremy Payne, who made his first bad error yesterday, but they were able to pitch out it, so 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 that was good. Um so we'll see. No, I, I'm not. Re- I'm a little leery about playing the Rangers, but we'll we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, hopefully, they can win at least two of these games. They just need to keep their head, avoid getting swept. Just kind of keep your head close to barely above water. Eventually, they're going to start hitting, uh, and multiple guys will start hitting, and they'll start winning games. But um, no, playing the Rangers is. It has been fun for a while, but like last year was not a lot of fun. The Rangers and the Rangers, um, you know, have more good hitters this year, and so they got to be able to get them out. We'll we'll, we'll see what happens. We actually we actually misspoke very badly. Hmm. Uh, the Rangers just played the A's, and they won the series. They won two out of three. Yeah, but my Mariners shut out the Orioles. Oh, the Orioles. Okay. The Ro- no, the Royals. But yesterday, oh, the Royals. But yesterday, yeah. the Rangers got beat two to nothing, I think. I mm-hmm. thought it was the Mariners, but you're right. It was the A's. Yeah, they they shot them out uh, two nothing, and then they, before that, the Rangers beat the Athletics two nothing. <laughs> yeah, I don't like so that. So it wasn't a great So they're due to get game. hits. That's the point. They're I due mean, to get hits. I don't yeah. ever like playing a team that just got shut out. I like playing teams that just get scored like ten or twelve runs, and um and the the amazing thing is, the A's have actually played very well, and they're like one game ahead of the Astros. <laughs> like yeah. if I'm an A fan, I'm like man, I played pretty well, better than I have... thought. Astros look terrible, and I'm one game up on them. That's not good, right? Because like right now it's uh my Mariners are ten and six. The Angels are nine and seven. The Athletics are nine and eight. Your Astros are seven and eight, and then the Rangers are five and ten. That's not good. I wish they had won a few more games, and I wish they yeah. had just scored a bunch of runs. But that's not the way it works. All right, we'll take a timeout. Come back, finish out today's show. Next on the game, one zero three seven Lafayette, one zero four Lake Charles, one zero four one Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station.
Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station again tomorrow. Well, before we get to that, I want to remind you about Mr. Lester's gift certificate. If you would like to win a $150 gift certificate to Mr. Lester's Steakhouse, you simply need to become a member of the Game Clubhouse by going to 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. So sign up today. Again, tomorrow the plan is Lewis will be in. And we have he, you know, he's been in California and living um the the I don't know risky life in my mind, but obviously he's got you know, you know, he's a little on the take a chance side more than I am, moved all the way to California, but obviously his love for the Pelicans is not going anywhere. And the man is going through a lot of rough spots over the last few years with the Pelicans, and they are rewarding them. It's it's like the old cliche that Coach Degg talked about and Coach Robe used to talk about all the time. If you just hang in there and work while you wait, the game will reward you. Well, I don't know that it always works out for fans. I'm sure there's some Lion fans, some fans of other teams that – uh, when is my turn to get rewarded? I, I know that feeling. Uh, believe me, I know it. But um, his patience has been rewarded, and who knows what's going to happen. They might not win either of these next two games. But, it, but again, for now, it's a lot of fun for the Pelicans, and I get it. And it's um, so looking forward to, to getting some of that. You, you know, he might be so fired up, he might, um, you know, help my – mental approach going into the draft on, on on Thursday so we need it but no it should be should be fun um getting to see all the things and what gets him excited and obviously he's got so much um I think a lot to be excited about and hopeful for uh with the with the pails and again behind the scenes you just gotta wonder what Zion's thinking about all this I think it's actually changed him I would think it has the potential to change him anyway. All right, that'll do it for today's program. Appreciate all the supportive phone calls. I need it. Tomorrow, the number will be down to two. We're hanging in there. We're hanging in there. Y'all have a nice day.